Hi everyone, welcome to Bible Made Easy podcast, where I try to give you both comforting and easy to receive, as well as hard-hitting and tough to swallow or put into practice Bible teachings in an easy-to-understand format. I'm Brother George, thanks a lot for joining me. Today, I'm going to cover a tough and hard-hitting one that should shake the foundations of every person in a good way. The biblical commandment to love not the world. First, let's define the term the world that this commandment is talking about. What is it? Simply speaking, it's anything and anyone in this world that we put above God and His will for our lives. We could also define it as society's corrupt value system, be it regarding material or immaterial things. Okay, let's read a passage that contains this commandment. 1 John 2, 15-17 Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passes away, and the lust thereof. But he that does the will of God abides forever. This passage is very instructive and gives us three things to watch out for. I'll go over them and just give a few examples of what they could mean for us. I'm sure you could think of a lot more. 1. The lust of the flesh. This can mean any of our physical desires such as food, unhealthy sexual desires and excessive creature comforts. 2. The lust of the eyes. Those could be things we see that have visual appeal such as cool material things, visual entertainment, or attractive people that we shouldn't be pursuing or trying to be like. 3. The pride of life. That could be attitudes of pride or arrogance or criticizing others. It can also include things that make us look good and an unhealthy preoccupation with our reputation and others' opinions of ourselves. Now, make no mistake, some of these things are not bad in themselves. This doesn't mean we should go overboard and live super minimalist, ascetic lives like monks in a secluded monastery. In fact, the material world actually ultimately belongs to God, and it's put there for our use. Psalm 24.1 says, The earth is the Lord's, and the fullness thereof, the world and those who dwell therein. You need the necessities of life like food, clothing and a roof over your head. Furniture for our homes, mobile phones and the like are also necessities that we use and need. Obtaining the necessities of life within reasonable bounds is not only important but vital. You also need to have hobbies and interests outside the basic necessities of life. And being concerned about what people think about us to a certain extent is also important and part of having healthy relationships. But the problem comes when we put too much emphasis on those things and they take up an oversized priority in our minds to the extent that our spirits become corrupted and we do damage to ourselves and our relationships with God and others. Do we really need that brand name item? Or will a decent quality, more inexpensive one do? 
Do we really need to spend all day watching TV or playing computer games? Or would it have been better to do something more productive like spending quality time with friends or loved ones? Is the entertainment we're into even good for us? Or is it filling our minds with garbage and vanity? Are we trying to impress people with our stuff, or our knowledge, or our appearance? Or do we carry ourselves modestly and humbly in ways that make people more comfortable around us? These are good questions to ask. Okay, back to 1 John 2, 15-17, from which there's a bit more to learn. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. The love of the world replaces the place God should have in our hearts. If you think about it, it's really actually a love of self. For all that is in the world, that's those three things we talked about, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passes away and the lust thereof. Whatever the world has to offer, it's all just a vapor that will one day vanish because one day we're all going to die and pass on to the next life. We'll leave it all behind and all we'll be left with is our eternal soul. But he that does the will of God abides forever. The will of God is to be saved and enjoy eternal life and to live the present life with an eye on eternity and in a way that will reap eternal rewards. The Bible shoots straight about not loving the world. Let's read more about what the scriptures say about it. James 4.4 You adulterous people, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Mark 8.36 For what does it profit a man to gain the whole world? and forfeit his soul. Part of the problem is spiritual, in that the devil tempts us in order to distract us from God. In fact, the Bible tells us that while God is the ultimate owner of the world, he's given temporary authority over it to the devil, and calls him the God of this world. 2 Corinthians 4.4 In their case, The God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel. So, how do you avoid this temptation? How do you recognize what aspects of the world have too much influence on you or are even bringing you to ruin? First of all, you need to look at the world through the eyes of God's word, the Bible. A solid connection with God and regular reading of his word will help you to learn what's important in life and what your priorities should be. Things that are getting in your way will become apparent. The Holy Spirit will be faithful to speak to your heart about these things. Godly values will become larger in life and importance, and the glitter of and the desire for the things of the world will start to fade away. Romans 12.2 says, Do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. It's God's word and our relationship with him that renews and transforms our minds, shines a light on what's important, and gives us the strength and conviction to leave the things of the world behind 
and to pursue what is eternal. Another way is by your connection with good Christian people you know who can be examples to you of godly priorities. When I was young, I had great mentors who were older than me, who I looked up to, and whose example I followed. And make God's will for you your ultimate purpose in life. If you're putting Him first in your life, then you'll use your time and resources in a more godly manner. When I was a young Christian, I began to see the things of the world in my life that were too important to me, and I was faced with decisions about what to do about them. I had hobbies and interests that were taking up way too much space in my life and others that were just having a very negative effect on me. I realized that I had to throw them overboard. Those were life-shaping, tough decisions that took a long time to make. But eventually, God gave me the strength to make the right choices. And now, 40 years later, I can say that I'm so glad that I did. My life would have been a disaster had I not obeyed what God had showed me. And of course, I still have to watch out that those things don't come creeping back in. The things of the world are a temporary sugar hit that don't satisfy. The more you indulge, the less satisfied you become. Just look at the rich and famous who seem to have everything and yet are plagued with emptiness. So, If you're too into the world and its fleeting pleasures, then I hope this has given your foundations a good shake-up and prompts you to re-evaluate your values and priorities. Get them aligned with God today and see how much better and richer your life will be. The trade-off will be well worth it. Thanks a lot for listening, everyone. Before you move on to whatever you're going to do next, please hit the subscribe button, hit the like button, and leave a positive comment. That would be great. God bless you all. Bye.